Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. Yes, it is my birthday, but I work 14, 18, 24 hours every single day. So today I am 43. It is April 6th. It is Wednesday, and I hope all of you, wherever you live across this great nation or this great land, may be having a fantastic day so far like I am. Just right off the top here, by the way, I feel like I need to discuss this. So I didn't even know they were coming out today, but they just announced the sports Emmys, all right? They announced all the sports Emmy nominations. Let me fix my mic, by the way. My ability to put a mic on deserves a sports Emmy. I have never been nominated for a sports Emmy. Been doing television shows left and right. I'm on like every show imaginable, all right? Have been over the last decade or more. Everything you can think of. I've been nominated by Fox multiple times. One year they told me, hey, you're a shoe-in. You're going to win this thing. What you are doing, this has been like a decade ago now. New technology, you're doing a show daily on Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere simultaneously. We designed this new setup to allow you to, uh, to, to go live simultaneously. Fox sent a uh, recommendation in, a nomination into me for everybody to consider. I didn't even get nominated and I lost to a new wire that had been designed to allow a camera to be filmed on. Not like, a, not like the really impressive wire that runs across the whole stadium. I lost to like a new little widget that they had on the wire, right? That won the sports Emmy. I might be the most hated person in all of sports media by the people who would vote on the sports Emmy. I am never going to win a sports Emmy. During the Super Bowl, I could forestall a terror attack. I could tackle like four people with armed guns. I could single-handedly disarm them. It could all be on television live, and I wouldn't get a sports Emmy. I wouldn't even get a special sports Emmy. Everybody wins sports Emmys. If you walk around any like anywhere on the Fox lot, everybody has like eight sports Emmys in their offices. All these different sports Emmy awards, everything else. All right. On my birthday, this feels personal. All right. Never getting a sports Emmy. Never getting nominated for a sports Emmy. Today, I'm just scrolling through looking. There is a category called by the way, they can have a sports Emmy for daily uh, sports gambling show, which they don't have right now. We wouldn't have won it even though we were the only daily sports gambling show for years. All right. There is a category called Outstanding Interactive Experience Original Programming. I don't even know what that means. Fox College Football got nominated. I swear to God this is true. Fox College Football got nominated for Outstanding Interactive Experience Original Programming. 
Fox College Football got nominated. Hey, I'm a part of Fox College Football. Seems like maybe this could be my category. They nominated for Fox College Football a road trip. They said, hey, we are nominating a Fox College Football road trip. I'm thinking to myself, hey, my odds are pretty good because I work at Fox College Football and I went on a road trip. They nominated the other road trip. I spent the whole fall on the road in a GD bus that broke down in Mississippi, by the way, had to get towed from Mississippi to Texas, did live shows everywhere starting in August all the way until December, and they nominated the other road trip, and their road trip stopped before Halloween. There are two road trips that Fox College football had. One started in August and went all the way till December on the road 16 straight weeks. The other one started in September and finished before Halloween. The other road trip for Fox got nominated for a sports Emmy. I I don't even know what I could do. They could have a category, sports Emmys featuring Clay Travis, and I wouldn't even be nominated in that category. They could have sports Emmys, Clay Travis affiliated, and I wouldn't get nominated on that either. Think about how hard this is to pull off. They nominated Fox College football. They nominated a road trip for Fox College football. And the sports Emmy went to the people that were only on the road for half the time. I don't even know what to say. This is next level disrespect. In addition to being the most hated person in sports media, but to be fair, I am one of the richest. Probably Simmons, Portnoy, me, probably the top three richest people in sports media. It doesn't help me. I bet Portnoy hasn't gotten an Emmy. I don't know if Simmons has ever gotten an Emmy. I'd bet against it. But how does the Fox College football travel group get nominated that went half as long as we did and didn't even have a bus? I I just, I mean, right off the top. So I'm never going to win a sports Emmy. But, but I like my chances to get elected governor or senator. Do like my chances there. All right, so that's right off the top. Uh, The Lakers are out of the playoffs. Now, this is an embarrassment. The Lakers have a bunch of Hall of Famers on their team. The Lakers have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. They have guys that are definite first ballot Hall of Famers, a lot of them. And yes, some of them are old, like Carmelo. But LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, even if those guys have injury issues, should have a good chance to actually make the playoffs. Instead, they only played 21 games together. And by the way, they only went 11-10 and 10 playing together. So it wasn't like they had some amazing record when they were actually on the uh, court together. They've missed the playoffs. LeBron James was not able to get his team into the top 10 in the Western Conference. And I don't know how LeBron James' career is going to end, 
But absent the run that they got on in the bubble, and I give them credit in 2020 for the championship that LeBron won in the Disney World Mickey Mouse bubble, absent that, his tenure in LA from a winning perspective has been a total disaster. Nobody would have anticipated that it was going to be anywhere near as bad as it has been. Well, last night, credit to the San Antonio Spurs for locking up the number 10 seed, I believe I'm correct in this, in the NBA uh, playoffs, Western Conference, and the Lakers are out of the playoff race already, uh, three and a half games out, I believe, with three games remaining in the season. LeBron James sent out that uh, April Fool's tweet saying that he was out for the rest of the season and that he was not going to be back until the fall. Well, that's an April Fool's reality. That ended up being 100% correct. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Clay Travis right here. Outkick the show is dominating. We're continuing to roll. More coming back in a moment. But first, this. Uh, Okay, this is important. Um, I give credit to Boris Johnson. Uh, who has uh, managed, Boris Johnson, uh, has managed to do something that Joe Biden isn't able to do. Uh, Not just read a teleprompter, control his bowels, uh, speak cogently, all those things Boris Johnson manages to do. But Boris Johnson actually said something that almost every single one of you watching or listening right now agrees with, and that is this fact. Men should not be competing against women in women's sports. Joe Biden hasn't been willing to actually say that. Most in the media haven't been willing to actually ask him that question. So as you roll forward, Boris Johnson has uh, completely stood up for women's athletics, for women competing against women. Joe Biden still won't do it. I give credit to the Prime Minister of England, but I ask this question, why is Joe Biden refusing to say something that 95% of American sports fans, including, by the way, Joe Biden himself, I bet, believes, which is men should compete against men and women should compete against women. It's because he's afraid of having to pick a side and alienating either women or alienating his transgender LBDQ, LBGTQA+, whatever it is now, however many alphabet it is, Uh, That his base. That's the truth. And so it's an embarrassment, it's disappointing, but it's yet another failure of the Biden administration. You know, I was watching last night as I got ready for bed. By the way, how did I celebrate uh, my 43rd birthday? I had Chick-fil-A going with the standard Chick-fil-A sandwich, the one with the pickles on it. Nothing fancy. I'm not a spicy chicken guy. I'm not a nuggets guy. Just give me the standard Basic Chick-fil-A sandwich. Don't interfere with the classic. A lot of times go with the red, which is an extra large fry. So you have a little bit of a more uh, fry uh, base there. That was my uh, birthday meal. And then I had a nice little birthday cake supplement. 
And uh, it was an awesome time. All three boys had Chick-fil-A with me. My mom and dad came over. Great time. Uh, And as I was getting ready for bed, it was a little bit after midnight on the East Coast, 11.30 or so here in Central Time Zone where I live, and somebody tweeted out the video of Jim Rome getting attacked by Jim Everett. And I can't believe it has been 28 years since that happened, and I had no idea that happened on my 15th birthday. So when I was 15 years old back in 1994, Jim Rome, who is still doing daily sports talk radio, and one day I would come out and totally eclipse Jim Rome in terms of audience, uh, which would have been crazy to think about if you had told me when I was 15 years old, hey, this guy Jim Rome was on ESPN, super famous. One day you're going to have a radio show that's also nationwide in the world of sports, and it's going to be wider distributed and more listened to than Jim Rome. I would have told you you were crazy uh, if you'd ever told me that. But Jim Rome gets attacked by Jim Everett, and it's an amazing live television moment. And I saw Ron Harper, who was on uh, the second uh, Bulls championship dynasty, won five championships, Ron Harper did. Ron Harper, I actually would love to talk talk about this with Ron Harper. Ron Harper said... I was scheduled to be on as the next guest. If you haven't watched that video, you should go to my Twitter feed, uh, at Clay Travis. You can watch that video. I guarantee you'll be entertained by it. But can you imagine being the next guest? I want to know way more about that day of programming when Jim Rome got attacked by Chris Everett. Uh, Chris Everett. By the way, Jim Everett. He was calling him Chris Everett to make fun of him and say basically he was a wimp because Chris Everett was a great uh, tennis player. And so I wonder on some level, um, did they continue with the show? Did they pretend nothing happened? Did the show go to normal, like, program? What happens when someone is attacked on the air? Now, we just had the Will Smith slap of Chris Rock happen, which I would imagine 28 years from now, I hope I'm still alive, by the way. I'd be 70, I guess, when that happens. I hope I'm still alive at 70 years old. There'll probably be people sharing that clip of Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and talking about where they were and everything else. But I wonder when the next time that we'll have a confrontation like that that might occur. And I'll give you a story. The closest, sometimes people say, hey, Clay, you're outspoken. Have you ever had a guest-type situation where you thought to yourself, oh, this could really turn into the Jim Everett and uh, Jim Rome situation, where somebody is a guest and they actually want to attack you, like where there's physical anger. For the most part, I've never really experienced that because I always say exactly what I think and people can agree or disagree with it. Um, But one year, it was New Orleans. We were at the Super Bowl for the Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. And we were broadcasting. I used to do a local radio show called 3HL, for those of you familiar with that. Uh, We were on, I don't remember if we were in drive time yet or if we were on in the middle part of the day. But initially, we were on 12 to 3. And then later, we were on 3 to 6. And then I left there to go do uh, mornings at Fox Sports Radio and beyond. Uh, But we were doing local radio. And we had on uh, Warren Sapp as our guest. It was me, Blaine Bishop, and Brent Doherty, uh, the 3HL crew, the initial 3HL crew. Blaine and Brent are still on 104.5 The Zone here in Nashville. And so uh, we were interviewing Warren Sapp. 
And there was a big discussion, some of you may remember this, about deer antler spray and whether it was a prohibited substance or not. This was a big story surrounding the Super Bowl. And Ray Lewis, whether he was using it or not, I don't know if anyone still uses deer antler spray or not, but this was a big discussion at the time. And um, we're talking about deer antler spray. And Warren Sapp says, Ray Lewis, he doesn't believe he ever used an improper substance, a banned substance. And then Warren Sapp says, as evidence of why he believes that, and I'm paraphrasing here, and we need to, maybe the audio is out of this interview because I'd like to share it. I think you guys would enjoy it. Warren Sapp says, he's talking to the three of us. He says, I don't know that there's ever been anybody who has questioned Ray Lewis when it comes to telling the truth. And, you know, it's kind of registered there in my head and there's a pause for a moment. And then I say, well, you know, Ray Lewis was charged with double murder and lying about it to the police, which I would say is pretty decent evidence that somebody might have uh, ever questioned Ray Lewis and whether or not he told the truth. And we're at one of those like folding tables if you've ever been in a Radio Row before. There's a folding table basically there. And Warren Sapp, big defensive tackle Warren Sapp, who made a living just wrecking people on the offensive line, is on one side of the table and I'm on the other side of the table. And there is a long pause right after I say that to Warren Sapp. Long pause. And later we talked about it on the air and also off the air. And both of my co-hosts said, they really thought that Warren Sapp was going to come across the table and just attack me. And people who were listening to it live on radio, I got to tell you, it's very rare that you have a very prolonged period of silence on live radio. So something like five or six seconds where nobody is saying anything. And then Warren Sapp, you know, decides not to kill me and comes back on and says, well, basically... Did you bring a gun to a knife fight? And it's an amazing audio, right? It's amazing live radio. I hope that I can share that clip with you. That's the closest I've ever felt like, oh, somebody might attack me on live radio or live television. Um, But I wonder what would happen if that were to occur again. Now, there's other things that I've done on live television where I've been like, oh, this could be a disaster. I gave Keith Jackson a birthday cake once which is an amazing experience, uh, live on the Fox lot, part of our college football pregame show. I got to meet Keith Jackson uh, before he passed, and he was there for his birthday, and we brought him out a birthday cake. And for some reason, they gave me the birthday cake to carry. And as I was carrying it uh, live on television over to Keith, I had to go on some stairs, and I was like, oh my God, I slipped a little bit, and I almost went down with the cake, which would have been an unbelievable moment. I've also, a couple of times... Uh, they, you may not understand, but these uh, chairs are sometimes elevated uh, on the uh, desk that you sit at on live television. And so I was on a, uh, I was in a chair, and many times I've pushed back from that chair and almost gone off the back of the uh, of the live uh, studio uh, set the way it's uh, the way it's all uh, set up. But I've been doing live television for a long time, live radio for a long time, and I've never had an incident like what happened with Jim Rome and Jim Everett. And if you haven't watched that clip, I think you'll enjoy it. And I'll try to get 
the audio of that Warren Sapp interview for those of you who haven't ever heard it before. Again, it was at the Super Bowl down in New Orleans, Radio Row before the Ravens 49ers game. Uh, the Masters is going on this weekend. My buddy Dub, who's been on the show, uh, was on the Outkick the Coverage show. He now is one of the people who works on the Clay and Buck show. Um, he gave, uh, uh, called in uh, a bunch of his picks. I tweeted those out. I'm going to put money on Brooks Kepka at 19 to 1, on Rory McElroy at 19 to 1, and on Justin Thomas at 13 to 1. All of those are decent favorites. That's the latest numbers at FanDuel, by the way. FanDuel.com slash Clay is where you can go to get those bets in. Justin Thomas at 13 to 1, Brooks Kepka at 19 to 1, and Rory McElroy at 19 to 1. Uh, would encourage all of you to have some fun, get your bets in. It appears that Tiger Woods is actually going to play. Fingers crossed he's scheduled to tee off, I believe, at 10.34 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. Uh, So that will be an electric moment in Augusta if he is able to tee off on Thursday and see that. Um, And so that is headed this way. Some good news. Uh, Flag football is coming potentially to the Summer Olympics. Uh, I don't know how many of you have either had kids play flag football or may have played flag football in your own life. Maybe you played intramurals in college. Maybe you played, like I did, uh, intramurals college flag football and law school uh, flag football. My kids have played flag football and it's phenomenal for young kids who, let's be honest, don't need to be tackling each other at five, six, and seven years old. And so this would make a, uh, this would make a lot of sense, I think, in general, uh, to have your young kids learning football and route running and all those things without necessarily tackling having to happen. I don't know the appropriate age for kids to start tackling. I think probably it's seventh, eighth, or ninth grade. Uh, When you get to that age range, you want to teach kids how to tackle. Certainly, I think it's fine to play tackle football by the time you're in high school. Uh, Kids should be able to make those decisions. Uh, But but that uh, that is... uh, potentially going to happen going forward and I think is a pretty awesome idea. Um, Shanghai. Shanghai lockdowns are so crazy right now in China. Shanghai is the second largest city in China after Beijing. I don't know that most people have realized this. They've locked down the entire city to such an extent that if you have a dog, you can't take your dog out and walk him. You can't leave your apartment. You can't leave your house or condo you are obligated to stay indoors. And they even have drones that are floating around and giving people instructions. Uh, They don't want people even sleeping in the same bed. I mean, this is chaos. And it's emblematic of the challenges that are going to continue to arise as it pertains to zero COVID. This idea that you can stamp out COVID anywhere. China doesn't have very much natural immunity. The vaccines that China has been distributing don't work very well. And as a result, I think China's in danger of having outbreaks like we've seen in South Korea, like we've seen in the Philippines, like we have seen in Hong Kong. Uh, it's almost impossible to continue with this zero COVID, um, this zero COVID reality. So continue to pay attention to this. If you're not following the story in Shanghai, it is potentially going to be the case that people in China begin to rebel against their government because of the draconian standards and lockdowns that are being put in place. Finally, and this is a credit to the Republicans in the House, 
they are going to have a hearing on the 51 different experts who dismissed Hunter Biden's laptop as a work of Russian disinformation. 51 different experts uh, in the world of the intelligence agencies and the intelligence community came out and said that the Hunter Biden laptop was not real, that it was artificial, and that it was an element of Russian disinformation. Those 51 individuals who used their prominence to make that argument are now are now not in any way being held responsible for the lies that they propagated to the American public in October of 2020. I think they should be held accountable. I think they should be questioned about their own disinformation going forward and we will see what ends up happening there before all is said and done. I appreciate all of you. I am Clay Travis. Once again, not winning, not winning a sports Emmy. This has been Outkick the Show. Thank you for all the birthday wishes. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. My goal now, used to be when you're younger, your goal is, hey, you know, I can get bigger, I can get stronger, I can get faster. Maybe I still could at 43. My goal is to feel as good at 44 as I feel at 43. My 42nd year is the best year of my life. It was an incredible year. You guys got to experience a lot of it with me. I hope that my 43rd year can be just as much fun. And again, my goal now is to feel as good in every birthday year going forward as I do today. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis, and this has been Outkick the Show.